November 11, 2005. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
Yes, indeed, John Coltrane playing to another packed house here at the half note. And the popular My Favorite Things is being played as you hear it from time. Jimmy Garrison with McCoy Tyner and Elvin Jones. Coltrane will be appearing here until Sunday night, by the way. And then starting Tuesday, we have the pleasure of presenting Art Blakey and the Quintet here at the half note. They'll be with us next Friday night with our portraits in jazz show. Live, that is. Of course, we're with you with our show from 11.15 until midnight throughout the week from Monday right through Friday. Tomorrow night, sounds of the big bands from 10 until midnight. This is Alan Grant reminding you to stay beautiful and reminding you that part of the cost of the stereo remote broadcast is defrayed by the Half Note Club, remote engineering by Sid Simon, Bob Dyche, and Tony Luisi. Until tomorrow at 10, as I said before, stay beautiful.
From Pedro Show, November 11th, 2005, sunny day after a couple days of rain here, and somewhere west of the Rockies, north of the equator, Love Grotto. Trash truck in the background. Pleasure Point, Pedro. <laughs> How are you, Brother Matt? Good, good. It's been <sighs> kind of hectic missing you lately. Yeah, we've uh, Crossing. had a couple weekends down. Yeah. We got it together today with Brother Dale in the house. That's right, Brother Dale. Here I am. Welcome. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Our guest. Um, Brother Dale, I met you, what, 20 years ago? Yeah, at least, huh? Yeah. Brother Dale was part of the World Salvation Ministry. Uh, Brother Ken, Brother A. West. Uh, second to last Minuteman tour was the Salva- uh, co-conspirator tour. Co-conspirator tour. The fall yeah. of... 1985. Took the photo for the flyer right down here on the rocks. You guys were yeah, like we we're landing on a beach a, or something, you know. A picnic or queue with hooskers. Uh huh. Took photos. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, and used it for the prayer towel. Right. <laughs> I just got a prayer towel in the mail the other day, man, from some church. I don't know who, because the people that lived before there in the house were religious or something, you know. I was cracking up, though. I saw a prayer towel, and I go, yeah, I know these, you know. It wasn't as good as ours, though, you know. But I haven't tried it out yet, though, so I don't know. Maybe it works. Well, explain I don't know. to people what the World Salvation Ministry was. Yeah. I'm sorry, you asked me to explain. <laughs> yeah, uh, what it was. Man, it was Brother A. West was kind of a, he was a evangelical uh, misfit, basically, you know. And he. Uh, what was it from Lake? Uh, oh, God, yeah, Lake. Good so Modoc. Modoc. Modoc, yeah, yeah, Lake Modoc. Yeah, we had water from Lake Modoc yeah. that we actually saw. Right, People right. were like, I'm going, man, whatever you do, don't drink this. <laughs> You're looking at it going, you know, I don't know what's crawling in there. But uh, it may heal you. <laughs> Just don't pour it on open sores, man. It might kill you. So you were like the musical component. Yeah, I was the, the uh, yeah, I was the musical director, as Brother A. West would put it. <laughs> so I came out with a wig on. What and was a, Brother Ken? He was... Uh, yeah, kind of the uh, call and response guy to Brother yeah, Awe. Yeah, was yeah. Official... He, he was like the father, basically. Okay. <laughs> Kept us in line, man. Yeah. <laughs> Brother West was a hard one to hold down. He, yeah. he, he, <laughs> Where's Brother Ken these days? New York City. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Lawyer. Lawyer. Yeah. Publishing. I think you know. Okay. I haven't talked to him in a while. And Brother so, A. West. Brother A. West. Yeah. Where, parts DC? unknown. Parts <laughs> unknown. Man, yeah. huh? <laughs> I think actually he's living up in the last I heard he's living up in uh 
of oh what is that uh, past Pasadena there somewhere it, you know and he's still working in Cali yeah yeah he's here wow. he's in SoCal he married uh, uh, this woman from Poland uh, that he met on the uh, some kind of mail service you know and uh, they were talking to each other on the phone all the time and racking up a lot of bills and finally flew over and met her and she's really sweet lady i remember meeting her she came over and they got married i think they had a kid that's last i heard and uh so he's kind of he's just on a different uh wavelength now i guess from what i understand you know from what i hear from people that you know know and the salvation ministry was the opening act for the Minutemen. right so we uh caravaned yeah you know how where that started right was it beyond broke um Oh, we the, the we did a yeah we did in Venice we did a gig and we went on right before you guys and uh, I remember I was setting up you already had your equipment set up and D Boone was up on stage and I had nowhere to plug my little amp in I had one of those little Fender amps you know and so I asked him if he you know did he have a plug in the back of his amp or something and he 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 looked a little pissed off like he's gonna leave me alone you know because <laughs> he's looking at me like who the fuck are you you know <laughs> I can see it. I'm in this robe with a, a wig on and you know. <laughs> calling myself brother dale it's like you know, <laughs> so, you know i mean he's you know he was nice enough he plugged it in so i was okay you know, i'll leave you alone so then uh it was funny though because uh then we did our gig there and we had a, a little table set up out in the front and i remember this and i always wanted to tell you this because i'm a bass player too you know and oh, yeah, uh I know. and yeah i know and so we were out there, uh, Brother A. West and I were out there, and we are selling prayer towels or whatever. And you guys were playing. It was the first time we ever heard you. And Brother Ken was running out going, man, Brother Dale, I thought that was you playing for a second. Because Watt and I kind of, we sound a little bit alike. I'm not going to compare myself to you in any way, believe me. you know. But there was this melodic kind of bass playing going on, and that's what he, he had heard me play maybe about a month earlier at uh, the anti-club. In fact, you guys were supposed to play there that night, and you, you backed out because something else, you, you like double booked or something. It was with Camper Van Beethoven, you know. But uh, I'm going all over the place here. But anyways, uh, that, was, that was where we met. And then we did a weekend tour with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and we went to, uh, first we played Berkeley, yeah. and then the next night, Reno, you know, yeah. and we're like, man, what are these guys doing? You know, because the third night was back to San Francisco. You know, we're like, what is Reno this? Was in a basement. Yeah, yeah, and that's crazy. So, One door. yeah, we pull into Reno and we don't have an address. You know, we're thinking, well, it's a club. Let's find out where this place is. You know, and we didn't know it was a house. You know, <laughs> let alone how do we get there? You know, because we didn't even ask you guys. And we're in. Uh, uh, we, we stopped at this, uh, there's this, like, uh, shopping mart that, that's right there. It's right when you get off the freeway, off the, the uh, 80, you know. We stopped there to, you know, get some provisions or whatever, and we're standing around. We're like, well, where are we going to find this place? And I'm looking around, and I see this punk rock girl walking across with spiked hair and the whole thing, and I'm going, well, she might know. <laughs> so we go over, we ask her. Sure enough, oh, yeah, and she wrote down directions the whole nine yards, man. We show up. And, I, and that impressed you. I remember you are like, all right, these guys kind of know what they're doing, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we showed up. And then it was before you guys played, you asked us to go on your, uh, on your national tour, you know. And I was doing a Ralph Cramden right after. Because D. Boone came up and asked me first, you know. I was going, well, you guys want to go on tour with us, you know. We, we got to 
30-day tour coming up, and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm like, it isn't mine to say. It's up to Brother A. West, you know, and so I had to run over and get Brother A. West, and I go, whatever you do, don't say no, you know, because <laughs> we're going, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I wanted to go on tour. I didn't, I just wanted you to go on tour. guys rented, you know? uh, Minivan, yeah, yeah, we had an Aerostar, yeah, red Aerostar. Uh, soap sudded it up <laughs> with writing. Right. Shoe so polish, white shoe polish, yeah. We had all oh. our slogans all over it. Uh, sure, I've sinned, but it's no big deal, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And all, we're driving through the Bible Belt, man. People are driving by go, hey, you know. We're like, you know, we're like, yeah, hey. <laughs> Salvation. So are there any recordings of those days? Man. Um, Brother I, A. West had a recorder with he him. Did. Recorded yeah, he recorded everything. Yeah. yeah. He record, I remember talking to him after D. Boone died, and he was telling me he had hours and hours. Yeah. And hours yeah. D. Boone riding the band with us on occasion, and man, that guy was just nonstop. Had many story to tell. I, I was just I could get those all tapes. ears. Yeah, yeah. Man, that would be great. Well, I guess he loaned them to uh, the guys that made the movie. Oh, you know. Really? Yeah. But I, I I don't recall hearing anything in the movie it is though. MTV. Well, that's filmed. Yeah. Yeah. I was always Damn. wondering where, because whenever I see you, it's like I, I remember seeing you forever, it seems. Oh, but yeah. I couldn't remember where it all started. No, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a blur because it was. We only knew you guys for just a small amount of time, you know. Yeah. But then you really get to know people when you're on the road with them, man. That's mm -hmm. the, you know, you get the gambit, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in fact, it's better probably not to judge people when you're on the road because you know there's a, what, was but, that to, what was your impression of that tour oh man i didn't miss you guys one night i made sure i was there ready to watch Minutemen when they played and my impression of the tour was i i hadn't done anything like that before and we had playing a, every night for every, yeah and we had a blast and it was really interesting because about halfway through, it made me realize, man, it's all about that one hour that you get up there and do your thing. And everything surrounding that hour, you know. And so it's all focused on that, you know. And every night, you know, you're playing another town, but it seemed like you're just getting up on the same stage in a way, you know, because it was like, you know, all these people look the same after a while. And it's not to put anybody down. It was just like you were just in a little town after a while, you know. It just took a long time to get to the next stage, you know. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's from a, fan, from a fan's point. It's just looking back, it was like a little magical time period. Yeah, so, yeah, I can imagine being being part of the magic. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was. Uh, you know, just it was magic, man. There's no doubt about it. I was totally into it, and uh, um, whoa, <laughs> almost seven years there, <laughs> but but uh, I. Uh, I didn't have anything to compare it with, and I did get to go on a little tour after that, and it wasn't, it just didn't have that magic, man. You guys were like, there was, there was some chemistry going on that I couldn't compare to anything. And it's not, to, I'm not trying to, you know, get all schmoozy or, you know, whatever, just, just you know, but. Just dating fact. I think that's doing from a three-way tie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys played a lot of, uh, well, you played a lot of double nickels on that tour. But, and uh, Project Marsh. Right. Right. Cheerleaders, king of the hill. Yeah, and they had the ballots. He had the ballots uh, for one word. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know. I met D. Boone did the shirts. Uh huh. He had like some. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, I should have brought it. I still guys, got one. I still got, got one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like black on red, and uh, we're in the crowd. Yeah. 
We're like, here we come, you know, and it's it's this big peace march kind of thing going on, activist march, you know. And it got Brother Dale with the big, <laughs> you know, he he was kind enough to have me with hair, you know. Brother A was in it. Brother Mike at the bass, you know, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing the Fidel Castro thing, I think. Yeah. So that was a, you were dressed in khakis all the time. I remember that. Or, Olive drab, I think. Yeah. Fatigues. Fatigues, excuse me, khakis. The Condiment uh, Union War surplus on yeah. 6th Street here. Yeah. I didn't understand all that until it took, uh, you know, it, it, a lot of it took a while to sink in what was going on with all People the theme and stuff. To do it. Yeah. And then the tour after, he asked me to uh, not eat meat, so I was just eating the broccoli. Well, that was the, you guys the, were doing veggie uh, even that tour though. Yeah, but yeah. I, I only ate broccoli. Really, on the really. tour, my skin actually started turning green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens. You eat too much I was of one just color. Broccoli, yeah, yeah, yeah. Broccoli, broccoli. Yeah, you got to mix it up with carrots and stuff. Get, get a better flesh tone. <laughs> <laughs> get it better going. Um, your impression of D. Boone. Well, besides the Minuteman, yeah, D. Boone was just a heart the size of a, you know, of a world. I mean, uh, you, you'd, uh, you'd, you'd be with him, uh, and uh, he, he never tried to act like he was above anything, but he had an opinion, and that certainly was respected, and uh, he, he. Uh, he was very generous, and always. I mean, if the guy had something in his hand, I don't. I don't know if he was with, like this with everybody, but if he had something in his hand, he would offer it. You know, <laughs> usually a beer. You know, <laughs> so, usually a Budweiser, you know? <laughs> which was not my favorite beer. So <laughs> I always said thanks. You know, <laughs> but, but he was always uh, he was always impressed with uh, telling, keeping me in touch. He really helped me, you know, a lot. Uh, as far as kind of breaking a, a couple walls down to an in, in understanding, you know, or not understanding so much, you know, how it, he he was really a, quite a teacher. I think if if he had lived, he probably would have become a teacher, you know, yeah. maybe, you know. See, and he loved his history. I know you do too, you know. You he guys got were, me into history. Yeah, yeah. When I first met him, I didn't. Yeah. These guys would have Civil War uh, debates, you know. <laughs> that was one of the first times I sat down with them, and I'm like, I'll just listen here because I ain't got a fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> you know? But, you know, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it was an eye-opener, you know. Because, you, I mean, playing in bands up to that point, you know, where I came from, it, everybody just played covers, you know. They didn't even know how to write a song. Well, that's how it started with us. Yeah, too. yeah. Right, but... You know, and that, I saw a decline of uh, Western civilization when I was living it's still in Woodland. You know, it came to Sacramento, I went and saw it, and that changed my mind. Uh, well, changed my made, made up my mind to move to L.A. You know, it's a trip. Regarding that, I just got an email from Pat Smear, and the Germans are going to do a 25-year reunion of their last gig, December 3rd. Wow. It was at the start where they're going to do it at the Gazaris. It's called uh, Key Club now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they asked me to open. Pat asked me to open. Oh, cool. Our dream was always to open for the germs, and we never got cool. to. Cool. Wow. Be sure to be to that one, man. Wow. That's wild. I mean, they got this young guy, this actor singing, because mm. this movie's coming out next year. Right. On the germs. It's about the germs. Is yeah, she... it's called What We Do Is Secret, and hopefully it ain't all airbrushed. Right. Probably, though, uh, Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, this kid who plays Darby in the movie is singing for him. And I saw him a couple of weeks ago with Raymond at the Echo. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, I like that place. You? Yeah, it used to be uh, Nyart. It was a Guatemalan, because I did benefit there for Doctors Without Borders. Yeah, that's a cool hip dive yeah. bar. Like I you know see. about them? Yeah, I've given them money. We did a we did a benefit for them one time. <laughs> and you work them for the Red Cross? Yeah, but I give money to doctors Medicine, without borders. Uh, sons uh, Frontiers, right? Because it started in France, but right. English. Uh, oh, they're a great organization. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, I did something there when it was uh, a benefit for them when it was still this Guatemalan uh-huh. nightclub, and in fact, you could still see the old name on the front. It doesn't say that guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, across anyway, the street there. I didn't even realize the Echo was right there because across the street I used to play at this place. It's still there called Tex. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a, right. It's spelled T-A-I-X, yeah. It's a yeah. French place. Uh-huh. Oh, right, right. I used to play there all the time. Sunset Boulevard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Echo. It's, I don't think Silver Lake. I think it's Echo Park. Yeah. yeah. Hence the name. Right. <laughs> the Echo. The Echo. So uh, me and Raymond saw this uh, unit. Oh, a little hotline. Anyway, uh, the band was so good, Don, Lorna, Pat, uh, but the kid singing. Last year was the first time they did it, huh. and they only did like five or six songs, and I thought the kid was better that time. This time he's a little overconfident. I mean, to capture Darby is hard anyway, especially for somebody that maybe he wasn't even born. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. <laughs> was there a lot of uh, documentation on Darby himself where, you know, you could... Well, there's a lot of people around that, that knew him, yeah, around. so Kira, that's enough, yeah. You know, uh, Paul Rossler went to high school with uh-huh. him. I know Helen was used in the movie, Paul's wife, uh-huh. as some kind of source. Uh-huh. But you, you never know what those people, yeah. you know, because they're, right, they're going to script. They're up at my practice pad in Angel's Gate filming right now something. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's army trucks and all this. And <laughs> Sometimes you just think, you know, the subject or the... Personalities involved. It's just all side mouse mm. to mainly just getting you in there, removing the green paintings. Mm. That'd be cool having like Dave Markey type footage, uh, the old real deal. That up. would be neat. Damn. That would be neat. <laughs> you, you've got some heavy bone from <laughs> brother Matt. So, uh, so uh, I don't know. The music we dug him so much in that album, GI. Yeah. So to get to play with him again, it'd be a trip. Uh, God, I, I'm always thinking of D. Boone when something like that comes up. Uh huh. Anything musical, yeah, you know, like the Stooges. Always uh, wonder he would. What would you think? That's yeah. one thing about him a lot. Uh, I get inquisitive in my mind when something comes up, and first inclination is just to out in the air just ask him. What do you think? What do you think? Because you're right, he did have opinions, but he wasn't that uh, belige about him. No. He just wanted to let it coexist. He didn't have to dominate. Yeah. And then he was open to suggestions, too. He's quite a cat. What (laughs) did you think about his guitar playing? Oh. Because I know you could do guitar, too. Yeah. We, I, I got to sit and jam with him like uh, before gigs sometimes, and he'd just be warming up. And I kind of had to warm up too because I did a little song called "Going to the Tent." It was, 
I could never remember the words. I used to have to have this big, you know, <laughs> cards out in front. <laughs> Terrible. Anyways, um, I thought he was an amazing guitar player on a point of he he played a way that I had started playing in a sense. And you too uh, were it wasn't as much um, worrying about it being precise as it was making sure it had heart and it had had something going on other than just the playing. And, you know, that's it's hard to explain. For me it is. It's just I know what it is, though. When I hone in on it and when you know you're in the pocket, you know, you, or you feel you're in the pocket and it just that's the charge while you're playing. It's just a, you know, I, I, I never confused it with, you know, like maybe... I mean, because for a while I'd think, oh, this is being self-centered, you know, because that can happen too, you know, like when you're just jamming and you think you're just, you're, you're doing it and it turns out you're bogarting, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards. <laughs> but, but he wasn't a bogart. And, you know, um, the thing about the way you guys played, um, uh, there was 100% chemistry going on. And to well, rec- let's talk about the third thing, George Hurley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. I got Hurley. to play with him one time too. I came over to his house. It was right after D Boone died, and I just called him up and said, "Man, I just want to come over and play. You want to do it?" And he was, "Yeah, sure." And that guy wore me out, man. After about an hour, I was like, "Holy shit!" And I mean, he, you know, he can push it forward, you know, a way that very few drummers can, you know, and. Uh, he had an interesting personality. I th- yeah, I think the the uh, I, th- I think a lot of it has to do with you know being able to play a lot out uh, really helps a lot you know for anybody to get their chops up and it wasn't gigs. as much as gigs yeah and it wasn't as much as the chop as it was the just the experience with it as being able to be confident enough to play but again not make it seem like a bogart you know but still move it to move it along man that was you know george was he still is i'm sure just an amazing drummer now we did that tour together and then minutemen were asked to do this rem tour it ended up being our last tour but as far as you guys the salvation ministry did you have plans well uh there was talk about going to europe with you guys and that was oh, the big yeah, thing. Yeah. And D Boone came over to Brother A. West's house uh, before they went on that faithful ride. And uh, I don't know if it was the same day or whatever, but he came over. No, he was real sick. He was pretty sick, yeah. So it was maybe a week before or something. And he came by and uh, told A. West at the time, look, you know, we're going to Europe. you got to come along. Because D Boone, or rather, Brother A. West was uh, a, uh, I don't know how you call it, a registered uh, uh not a priest, but minister. He, a minister, yeah. And he could legally hitch people, mm. marry them. And uh, he did a lot of weddings. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, he did yours? <laughs> Serious? No. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, let's leave that alone. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> Your plan was to do another fall, uh, another tour. Yeah, we thought we were going to go back out Europe. with you guys in the spring. to do that. You know? You guys what wanted to take us. They wanted to take us with REM, and uh, oh yeah, uh, I, know. I think somebody pitched it to one of the people at REM, and it was like came back with the tail between the legs, going, oh, "I ain't gonna happen." Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it, was it wasn't funny. the band guys; it was the management. The management, yeah, yeah, yeah. Band guys yeah. were actually very cool. Yeah. So you know when what went down, went down. Boone 
good stuff. Yeah. Did you guys, that kind of broke the back of the ministry too? It seemed to, yeah. There was a tailspin going on there with a lot of people. And uh, trying to hold it together was pretty hard. And again, Brother West uh, uh, keeps a lot of irons in the fire. At that point, that's what he did. And he did a lot of artwork. He's, uh, at yeah, first, remember the Zappa he, book? Just, yeah, he did the Zappa book. He did Tom Petty covers. He did Billy Idol. He did all kinds of covers for these bands. When vinyl was still coming out, there was a crossover right there going on. So CD kind of took uh-huh. over, and I don't think it was as... But he did the uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer uh, comeback album. <laughs> the artwork was nice, you know. <laughs> well, Tony was here. He'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> it was his carousel, man, of these horses Tony. going out of control, you know. My buddy Tony's way into ELP. Oh yeah, we've had him on the show. Hey, it's okay, man. I, you know, I like the early stuff. I just uh, I, I saw him a few times. I got to like, meet him yeah. though. It was like, boy, you know, <laughs> you know. I think I don't uh, Emerson lives in Santa Monica. Oh, really? Yeah, I think. Where would right. they like to meet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I heard about this book that Emerson wrote, and he was just like a rock and roller. And stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. It's not this classical. Right, right. On the cho-cho. And uh-huh. Yeah, I think it was him. It was one of them came over to approve the artwork, and I was at Hey West's house, and and we we're waiting for this guy to show up so we could go out to dinner, and, and he came over, and he had. Uh, uh, it was Led Zeppelin's old road manager and somebody else, a bunch of, you know, they're old, long-haired but fat and just, you know, out of shape. And they show up, and they're all drunk, man. They're just, you know, barrage. And he was totally, <laughs> he was like, I know artwork, and, and this is good, but here's what you got to do. You know? <laughs> we're all sitting there going, you know, can't we just go to dinner? <laughs> Save your opinion for later, you know? <laughs> I remember that pad of Brother A. was It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That was a neat pad. Yeah, he had the one in the back. Brass, and it, brass Ring. Brass Ring Circus Studios, yeah. 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 Yeah, I met him way back in Santa Cruz. Uh, in, in the 70s, mid-70s, you know, and uh, I just moved to Santa Cruz, and that was my big move from home, you know. I wasn't into being a hippie, but I just liked what was going on in Santa Cruz. There was more music going on there. and, and Ethan I James met, was from uh, Sa- Sacramento. Who's that? Ethan James. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. our double nickels. Right, right. Well, speaking of music, nowadays, you brought some. Yeah. I'm gonna play something here. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't. From uh, Chuck Z. Yeah. This is a guy who uh, um, uh, I'm I'm gonna do a record with, uh, but uh, he he takes elements of uh, records uh, from like uh, you know stuff that you've heard uh, that's in public domain, I guess you know, and then he he sings over it, and so it's kind of like this crazy Japanese karaoke thing going on, but it's it, you know when you hear it, you'll see what I mean. This piece in particular is just, uh, it's called uh, Two Black Bowling Balls, and it's, uh, I guess it kind of goes along the line of talking about Brother West and everything, you know, but this is sort of a a religious piece. (laughs) Okay, live from Pedro Show. Church on Sunday. Church people passing by, screaming, Oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> 
The minister called a bishop. The bishop called a pope. Soon the whole world is in panic. It's the sign of a judgment day. I offered him a solution. I said, Why don't we just take these balls and take them to the bowling lane? Do some serious blowing, huh? But the church people said, No, 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 we can't. It's Sunday, damn it. We gotta pray. We have to worship the Lord. This is no time for Satan's testicles. Sport mocking. from Pedro show that's Chuck Z with two black bowling balls uh, so you're gonna do something with them huh yeah yeah I'm gonna do a live band you also thing brought some music of your own we'll play a little later yeah it's some older stuff uh, yeah. what you're, are you playing gigs with them uh, no I, I got a couple bands I play in. there's one with Jeremiah and the Red Eyes uh, it's his band and I, I produced a record with him yeah. we put out a couple years ago and uh it's more of a blues, roots rock kind of thing, and I really enjoy doing that. And then uh, I have my stuff too, and we've seen to have we've meshed that together where I'll do a few of my it's songs. The Hobo Head. Then there's Hobo Head, and that's the uh, improv band ensemble, you know, and uh, the guy does uh, spoken word over it. Kind of. There's a album telling stories. Telling stories came out a long time ago. Yeah, that's still on cassette. I got to get it on CD because I had a lot of people asking for that one. Brother West and I wrote a song called Blood for Lucy. It was right after I started working for American Red Cross, and I was delivering blood at that time. Lucille Ball had an aneurysm or something, you know, and a big blowout in her heart cavity, and then we, I delivered blood for Lucille Ball, you know. Right. <laughs> something like 80 you know, my units. My sisters yeah. loved yeah. that show. Wow. Yeah. I must have seen every one of them. Yeah. My sister-in-law got an autographed time. picture and a little letter that Lucy wrote to her. Yeah, so we had a... We had a girl uh, at the time, a woman. Um, she's from Russia, and her name's Arena. Very talented artist, classical type style, real interesting uh, artist. And uh, she was doing assistant work for A West, and uh, she had this great accident. So I got her to do the uh, narrative 
over and how I delivered blood, you know, oh. <laughs> for Lucy. <laughs> and there's and there's a song on there that was kind of dedicated to the Minutemen. Uh, it was called Tarragona. Tarragona is the Tarragona, housing yeah. project that they built over D Boone's pad on Battery yeah. Street. In fact, oh, it's not yeah. right. Battery. It's right. via yeah, they gave something. it all a chic name toward down the yeah. whole area. I always wanted to ask you the connection to that because Zay West told me that it was a song you guys wrote. I didn't, we had a song called Storm and Tarragona. Oh, okay. It was one of the all first right. songs we wrote, and it was about like taking over yeah. know, the cul de sac. Yeah. That I mean, Battery don't even go through now. Uh-huh. And there's still a little piece of Battery, but then it ends. Yeah. And you go across Park Western, and it's this via whatever. Yeah. That yeah. Was a cool little warehouse. Yeah. Now. I know. Yeah. It's, uh, it was an old Navy housing. Mm. That's what those Park Western it was called. Pedro's mm. changed a lot, I know. It's, it's I know the roads yeah. called that, but the housing was there, and it was yeah. actually a Navy housing from the Second War. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they just kept it for low income folks. had some homies pull a gun on me there. Oh. <laughs> I think uh, half-brother Jim fell out the back of a van there. And they had the door, back door flew open, wow. he flew out, and they had to take those. out his spleen or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a big hairy corner. Yeah. Oh, it used to be big canyons. Now they put condos all those yeah. canyons. I live in a canyon. What do you see in a canyon? <laughs> I know. It's Bring like, yeah, it's, it's like when they advertise an apartment, you know, overlooking the, the I-5 or something. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Three for me. Yeah. <laughs> Look, guys, you lived here, end be of home. the first hour. Yeah. yeah, you'd be home by November now. November 11, <laughs> 2005, Watt Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour two. November 11, 2005, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. For the electric, you're gonna get a shock. Uh, you reach in my pocket, you got to rock it down. You got to rock it down. Yeah, you gotta break some ground, you got to mess around, you got to rock it down. But it was two young sisters lying in the Said you better rock it down. You got to rock it down. There ain't no man around. I won't make a sound. You got to rock it down. Rock it down now. night party you know the police knocked where the doors was locked and they just knocked them down they took us all uptown well but we all got acquitted on the grounds that we were just rocking them down just rocking them down just rocking Now the men folks, they spite me Cause I speak my mind 
Oh, but the young girls like me Cause they take my time But I got to leave town I'll be East Coast bound But don't worry about a thing I'll be back around And I'll be rocking them down Rocking them down Rocking them down Rocking them down
from Pedro show uh, that was uh, the heroin sheiks which is the band Shannon made after the cows uh, sweet song called let's fight and before that from uh, Norway turbo Negro me and Raymond saw them a couple weeks ago and uh, bass player Tom came to Long Beach showed him Raymond's pad his artwork He's a big fan of James Elroy, too. Anyway, that's Turbo Negro with uh, I Got Erection. And we started the second hour off with Peter Laffner, Rock It Down. Rock. It. Down. <laughs> you know. Followed uh, by Peter I Laffner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see... There's a method to why I pick the songs yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Laffner uh, started Rock from the Tombs, and um, which became Dead Boys and uh, Perubu. And uh, you were asking about Dave Thomas about a month ago. Me and uh, George Hurley, Joe Biza played improvised music under uh, David Thomas, uh-huh. who at that time was called Crocus Behemoth, and um, Jack Brewer. And the man who put it all together, Dan McGuire from Toledo, Ohio. Uh, for the Unknown Instructors Part 2. The first part came out about a month ago. So this will be out in a year or something. And Raymond Pettibone even did some spiel. Cool. And I think they want me to do a couple or something like that. Um, it's always scary to do improvised music. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing some though. There's uh, with Money Mark yeah, on that's Halloween. That's really cool. How that was that? Halloween. Yeah, I yeah. love pumpkin. It was my 24th in a row where I've, you know, wear an outfit. Uh, usually um, I'm on tour, but I was home in Pedro, so uh, <laughs> Money Mark had called me in September to do something because he's keeping his stuff now in uh, Pedro. Uh-huh. He's living back in Gardena again. That's where he's from, and uh, hey. But on sacred grounds, it's moved a block up the street. Yeah, I always get a laugh the, when I see Next you. to the Dale Warner Theater. Uh, right, Warner right. Theater, no, Warner, 1931. Warner Grand, not Dale Warner, Warner Brothers. <laughs> Dale Warner Theater here today. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so I did some jams. I said, hey, uh, 
I got nothing happening for Halloween, I, and I have to play. It was a day after I came back from Spain with Pete and Jer, which was a trip for them. Yeah, it cool. was neat for me, too. Uh, but they'd never been to Spain, and they played good. Some weird stuff. We went on at 4.30. No, 3.35 in the morning, got wow. done 4.30. Then four-hour drive to Barcelona. It was in Huesca, way up by the Pyrenees, wow. Aragon part of Spain, near France, Andorra. Uh, so four hours there, and then 17 hours fly back, 13 hours of fly there. So there was a lot for the three days. Most of it was moving, but still, yeah, we got to eat some trippia. Uh, made us a big stew that had uh, big whole uh, chicken feet. Never really <laughs> gnawed on them before. It's kind of grisly. Uh, combs, chicken uh, rooster combs. Oh, man. You know, rabbit and snails in the shell. I've had snails. I had whelks. And, uh, the gig was... Huh? Combs are kind of grizzly too. It's kind of grizzly, grizzle. You know, like grizzle. But it tastes like, like chicken. Soul food. Yeah. It is chicken. It's a boy. Yeah, we don't usually eat the boys. We eat the. Yeah, we do eat the boys. It's the girls we don't eat because girls lay eggs. That's yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, it's part of. Uh, yeah, kind of gnarly, uh, rubbery kind of thing. Oh, and also they had uh, calamari there that was stuffed with pork. Yeah. And I've had whelks, so snails didn't weird me out. They're kind of chewy. Yeah. I had, you had to pull them out of the shell, right. though, with the little toothpick thing. Yeah, I've had them. So. And, uh, yeah, they're good. Escargot. Escargot. I've had them in yeah. uh, Brussels, yeah. Belgium, in uh, yeah. Brighton Pier in England. That's where David Thomas lived in, right? by the way. Uh, so the gig went good, and what was real trip? In fact, I thought it'd be boom big time. Was uh, another band at the festival the day we got there that night? Uh, that's poor English. Huh? Later, after getting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was uh, Mark Stewart Mafia. And Mark Stewart was a singer of the pop group. And the pop group had such influence on Minutemen. And I got to meet him. And he's a really tall man. He's like 6'7, uh, especially for an Englishman. <laughs> Interesting tall guy and big guy, huge uh, eyebrows. I mean, <laughs> burly things. And he's a total cut up. Which right. You wouldn't know from the pop group, you think, oh, this very serious. The guy cracked about 200 jokes while we were with him. I mean, constantly <laughs> on and on and on. And he's got this laugh, you know. He had to accompany with a laugh, right? It was such a trip. It was such a trip, man. I was really blown away. I mean, I'm very honored to meet him and stuff, but I just... Well, you shouldn't have predispositions about people anyway. You should no. let them be in the moment. And, yeah. and he's a great guy, man. And then when they came on, he has Doug, Doug Wimbush on bass, who's a Wow, I mean, the shredder, man. This guy was wailing it up. He had a cat on uh, drums from the Sugar, played on a lot of the Sugar Hill things. Uh -huh. This guy named Skip on guitar, a great band. Uh, he's real, uh, like, dub, kind of strange. And he still has that voice from the old pop group days. And what was a trip, too, was on the other stage was a, a band from New York City called Hasa Voodoo. Terrible name, huh? <laughs> but the drummer of the band was just a duet, and the drummer was Bruce Smith, who was the pop group's drummer. And they hadn't wow. talked in 20 years or something. So it was the first wow. time they got to Bruce and Mark got to be with each other. And uh, Bruce is a trip. He's actually a U.S. guy. He's born in San Francisco and came to England early. That band was from Bristol. 
which is like right next to the um, Wales, huh? It's in the southwest part. And uh, it was a trip. They were... I, can, I don't know what the dynamic is between them, you know. And, and it turns out that during those pop group days, they were teenagers. They were really young in that band. Which is... I'll play some pop group. I'll play some later. I mean, this they were amazing for that age. When I think back, when we were teenagers, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I think Tricky's from there. I think he's Bristol. I think, yeah, when I said that to Mark, he goes, Tricks. Called him Tricks. I think he's worked with them. He's doing a lot of stuff. He's got a new anthology coming out, he told me, called Kiss the Future with a lot of his old stuff. Uh, but he's amazing, man. I got to talk to him at the chow and then uh, later at the gig. And I hope I didn't weird him out or anything. I didn't know how to act. You know, I was mainly just wanted to let, hear him and, and see what he's like. You know, there's a separation. You know the dude's every song, every note, every chord, every lyric. But you don't know the person. And sometimes, or a lot of times, it's very scary because, well, the dude's a dick. Is this going to change all the way you hear the music from now on? You know, even though you loved it and stuff, now you're mad. But he turned out to be a great guy. I mean, people probably say the same thing about me, so I'm not trying to be belligerent or anything. But there is a gap between the art and the artist, I found. But I've been lucky, and a lot of the times... Uh, I meet the cat, I love the music beforehand, and then I still like it. Guy didn't turn out to be an asshole. <laughs> I hope, yeah, hope it's like with that with me, too. If people meet me, it was like, man, I hate that shit now. I met Don Drysdale, man. He was a dick. Oh. <laughs> man. Well, you know, there was some weird karma, right? He got all borracho and someone stole his World Series ring. Oh, wow. Yeah, he passed out. He woke up with that ring gone. Seems you like know, they're like about, about this, yeah. the 30 pounds or something. <laughs> so that was a trip, meeting Mark Stewart. And, and Bruce was neat, too. Then we, we were coming back. Bruce was on the same plane oh, at, wow. at New York because he went to JFK and then to L.A. And his, uh, he had little synthesizer drums, right? And the case went open, and it was all over the place. On the plane, really? Mail uh, luggage. Oh, yeah. luggage. Maybe okay. it was on the plane. <laughs> but uh, here it's coming around the carousel, and he's going, he goes to us, please be my witnesses. Uh. <laughs> he has a little English accent still. So. He told me he lives in New York City. Oh, it was such a trip. You know, I asked him, too. I started to, I got all tongue-tied and couldn't really ask Mark, but... I got a little more confident and asked Bruce about some songs, like, you know, what came first, Amnesty 1 or Amnesty 2? He said he couldn't remember anything. No. He said he couldn't even imagine, because we told him, uh, both Mark and Bruce, that we uh-huh. were playing three of your songs. Yeah. Because I knew in advance we were going to play with him, so I wanted to do a bunch of pop group. And uh, Bruce goes, man, that's uh, kind of strange for me, because I can't imagine anyone covering pop group songs. You know, they... They weren't like George Jones songs with part A to part B. But that's probably because he was so close to it. I actually did see him play in the old days. He uh, was the drummer for uh, Slit's tour. It wasn't on the album, but he was on the touring band. But they, they never came. We never got to see them live. But maybe because of hearing it all the time and lots, and we departmentalize it, and there are A parts and B parts. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of improvising. Oh, yeah. But they were so young, uh-huh. and maybe the way he... 
he was just tripped out that anybody would like play him. Yeah, so. sometimes you're playing ahead of yourself. And you don't realize, you know, you're just. Yeah, and you know what? You know, when music uh, leaves you, it in a weird way don't belong to you anymore. It goes out there, and so exactly, people are going to make yeah, of it what they yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I like about improv. Because I've heard you mention it too, like even with Banyan, you guys, you start together improv and then eventually end up learning your songs, you know. Yeah. And that's a, so I like to keep recreating, you know, or, or something new, you know. I like to just come up with something else because I feel like it's more like a a possession of some spirit came and jumped in me. Hey, I wanted to play this before I left. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, you know. Get over the fear thing. Yeah. You got some Banyan coming up at the end of the year. And NorCal, Mendocino, San Francisco, and Fairfax. Fairfax is this little town by uh, San Rafael. Yeah. Mendocino, what, three hours north of San Francisco. I, I, in fact, I've never played Mendocino, so, and that's New Year's Eve. You ever play Santa Cruz? Many times. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, the I Catalyst, so. maybe ten times. Oh, but yeah. there was a club before Catalyst. Uh-huh. Couldn't play there a long time. Uh I can't remember the name, but it was this little thing out on the road. It wasn't really in the town proper. Do you know what place I'm talking about? Oh, Capitola or no. uh, uh, up in the hills in the mountains there. Uh, it had like a long name for it. Mm. No. Like warranties or something. <laughs> See, now I'm getting all self-conscious. OT prices. <laughs> OT price. Huh. Maybe that was it, or something. Had like some guy's name was the uh, name of the pad. And that's yeah. where we played. And then once we played on the campus at Porter College. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But yeah, the seventeen California seventeen Route seventeen has really changed. Yeah, it has. That was a now. that was a dangerous drive back in the day. Very scary, yeah. undivided, and a lot of curves yeah. and the Thule fog. And back when the you know the the little Hondas came out, everybody was buying those things. They'd be driving over that highway, and somebody had just drift over on the other lane, you know, coming the opposite direction in one of those big-ass LTDs or something and just disintegrate, you know, right. <laughs> the, the little Honda, you know. It just it was happening all the time. They finally started building. It's Dividers. A much, it's a much safer ride now. Let yeah. it go, yeah. straighten the yeah. curves Back, out more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and us, especially the old days, Minuteman, Firehose, we would not uh, stay. Uh-huh. You know, we'd always drive back. So you drive back here? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that was kind of stupid. I guess he had the adrenaline going, you know. You, could <laughs> you know, you're we stupid. Well. <laughs> so, I not no more of that. that. <laughs> now I stay up there, I drive in the morning. Yeah. Okay, now it's our honor, privilege, strength, pleasure to have board. Brother Mountain Spin Cycle.
London will take Omar Sharif. She'll get Best Supporting Actress, 1960, Dr. Chicago. Of course, there'll be no big beans in the harbor or the surrounding areas or suburbs.
Watt from Pedro Show. I was Sisters in the Pit with Liar. Uh, before that, we're going to play New Year's. We're going to be at the Mendocino gig. Oh, cool. I think the cool. San Francisco gig, too, at uh, 12 Galaxies, December 28th. Cool. Um, Piss on You by Personality Crisis, something from 1983. Uh, before that, Crack Baby, Ghetto Bird. Yeah. That's Vinny Vegas' project. Finally delivers. Vinny rocks. All right, Vinny. He's not here in person, but he is in spirit. Uh, and yeah, of course, before that, Brother Matt Spin Cycle, excellent cool. kind of uh, thank you, little uh, dancey. <laughs> this time. He's always got different things, Brother Dale. Always. We don't know what's going to come out. Me I love My the first <laughs> one you did. You started off with Hendrix, I think it was last time. Oh, it was raining there or something. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, cool. yeah. I was ready for that. I was like, cool. Oh, yeah, that. So, anyway, we're at the end of the Vower cool. 2. November 11, 2005, version of What for Pedro Show, Hang Tight for Hour 3. November 11, 2005, it's the third hour of the What for Pedro Show. And here's part C of Moon Over Morocco. Jack. Once again, Jack has heard an owl outside his hotel, the El Maghrib. And once again, a chunk of El Maghrib has fallen away. This time, it was the wall of his room that went rumbling five stories down into the bushes below. And again, Jack has barely escaped from being part of the big rumble. As we look in, Jack is about to complain to the management. The wall just fell off my room. Which wall, monsieur? Which wall? The outside one, for Christ's sake. The wall just to fall? Yep, just like the balcony. America, everything better, oui? No. No? Ah, too bad. Look, I want a different room. Ah, monsieur, if it were up to me. If it were up to you? Well, why can't I have another room? If there were room, I'd give to you. What do you mean, if there were room? The hotel is empty. There are hundreds of rooms. Ah, but the Germans. What Germans? The Germans. Reserve hotel. You mean some Germans have reserved all the other rooms? Oui. Every room? Oui. Well, then where the hell are they? Come in, mister. Well, I'm leaving. Just send somebody to pick up my bag. No, no, mister. Elmer Grib want happy customer. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not happy. Come, wait, come, 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 come back. We talk. Yeah, we talk. Talk, talk. No, 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 no. You come here, yes? <sighs> come, come. I've got an idea. Why don't I have one of the Germans' rooms, and, and when they no, arrive... No, 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 no. How much room you have? 
You mean how much of my room do I have left? Oui. About two-thirds. Ah, we deduct one-third from bill, everyone happy. You're out of your mind. No, no, you pay two-thirds only. Oh, oh, come on, Let, let's just forget. Wait, 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 come back, come back, come back, please, let's yes? just send somebody to pick up my bags, okay? You pay two-thirds, everyone happy. One leg of my bed is hanging out into space. It's, it's dangerous up there. What is last offer? You're kidding. No, you aren't. All right. You fix room. Me pay one-third. Everyone happy. One-third? One-half. Everyone happy. One-half? And you'll fix the room? Fix good. Today? Right Today. now? Right now. You don't want your only customer to leave, do you? All right, all right, all right. One-half. It's a deal. Very wise. No problems. Everyone happy. Okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. What? Message from Countess Zazinia. Oh. Countess ask you come to dinner. I see. Moon rises in the cool hours of the evening. The smell of the mint beds, the cedar wood and the eucalyptus trees of Tangier, carried by the dry, scented winds of Morocco. Moon, Morocco. are you looking for? Oh, well, actually, I was looking for a fork or something. <laughs> With dine Moroccan. Fingers? Fingers of the right hand only. Hmm. Oh, what do you call this, uh, this large pie here? Fred. <laughs> oh, Jacques, Jacques, Jacques. <laughs> a joke, a joke. <laughs> it's called a Bastille. Inside, stuffed with giblet, a pigeon. <laughs> Oh, it smells fantastic. Yeah, it is. You, uh, you just poke one finger through here, is that right? No, poke. Plonge! Mmm. <laughs> oh, it's very good. Of course. Jacques, mm. you like to dine on the rooftop, you see all of Tangier. Yes, the dogs are lovely. <laughs> just two more nights. Then the moon is full, the dogs are happy. Now, you tell me about ley lines... How did you know about that? Tell. Well, there was a man by the name of Alfred Watkins who travelled around Britain a great deal and was interested in these uh, prehistoric markers and stone circles. You know, sacred sites. Oui. He knew they were connected to each other in some way, but how? That he didn't know. Ah. Until one day, he was sitting on a hillside and blam! It suddenly flashed before him. He saw all these sites connected by straight lines that ran right across the countryside. He suddenly realized that if you align one marker with another and keep going in a straight line, you'll find yet another and another. And he called these ley lines. Ah. 
he discovered that set upon these lines were churches, mounds, moats, stone circles, markers, crosses, and he realized these ley lines once covered the entire country. Yes, go on. Well, of course, our skeptical, rational, contemporary man says, why in God's name would prehistoric man want to measure and mark out an entire country? And it would have been impossible. Such a thing contradicts all our assumptions about the nature of prehistoric life. Go on! Well, have you ever seen the Ministry of Works Guide to Stonehenge? I mean, the illustrations are of naked savages rolling around rocks and pushing up big piles of dirt because of some ignorant superstition. For such people to have laid down accurate alignments across miles and miles of mountainous country is obviously out of the question. So tell me, who's ignorant? Yes, go on. Uh, you don't mind if I talk with my mouth for oh, you? No, no, no. Continue. Mm, this is, this is really good. Mm. Go on, go on, Jacques. Well, what if instead of people clubbing rabbits and rocks and uh, whatever was within reach, what if there were druid sages, wizards, astronomer priests, incredibly wise people? Who knows? For what they knew, we no longer know. For there appear to be two kinds of truth, poetic and scientific, and the two cannot always be made compatible. Excellent. Jean, mm. continue. What is this? This? Ah, le chef d'oeuvre of every Moorish banquet. Roasted lamb. Mm. Oh, there's a special oil you see called agan. Not only give tenderness and savor to roast, but make brown the exterior into delicious flaky crackers. Oh, it's, it's just great. Oui, oui. But continue. Oh, just, just one more nibble here. Fantastic. Jacques, go on. All right, all right. What I'm saying is, the laying out of a network of astronomical and geometrical lines across the face of the Earth implies a technology which could hardly have been developed unless it had a practical purpose. Human life was enriched by means of a force activated through the geographical relationship of these sacred centers. Ah, I read about churches built upon ruins of sacred songs. Right, right. Now, a tremendous number of stone circles must have been destroyed because it was a policy of early Christians to replace them with a church. About 500 stone circles still exist in Britain. Ah, Jacques, now comes the roasted capon. But, terrific, but I haven't even finished... Yeah, these capon, uh, they are cooked with um, butter and olive. Mm. Uh, the blankets that cover is like omelette, beaten egg, chopped giblet, olive seasoning. Eh? Mm, it's delicious. Mm. Now, they call me the Juliet Child of Morocco. <laughs> you tell me now about the stone circle. Continue. Well, uh, all right. In 1967, a Scottish engineer, uh, Professor Tom, surveyed most of these 500 or so stone circles. Oui, 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 oui. Anyway, the good professor got his mind blown when he measured these circles. He found, in every single case... The ground plan is based upon an elaborate and infinitely precise geometrical figure. <sighs> Circles, ellipses, and other variations are set out with an accuracy which approaches one in a thousand. These figures are based upon Pythagorean triangles, which means that whoever built these had a mathematical knowledge previously thought to be first acquired by the Greeks a thousand years later. Uh, what happened to the capons? 
What, what's this? Meatballs? Kefta. Beefballs blanketed with lentils, greens, tomato, onion, eh? Meatballs. Oh, continue, continue. Eat later. Oh, let's see, where was I? Oh, stone circles, right. It's all true, you know. Oh, those are really good. The, um... The incredible thing is that modern surveyors have no methods by which such unique places can be discovered. I mean, we couldn't build one if we wanted to. But 2000 B.C., they knew. So we know these sites assisted their agriculture. But what else did they assist? It's gone. We. Oui. It is gone. Uh, no, I meant the food. It's gone. C'est dommage. There is a saying, Jacques, among the Arabs. The palm of one's hand does not eclipse the sun. Huh? Have a cup of tea, Jacques, my hungry young friend. The camel driver has his plans, and the camel has his. Jack has been given a gift from the mysterious girl, Lila Olupi. It's a golden eye, the golden eye of El Kaba, the liberator. But Jack does not foresee the effect this golden eye will have upon his destiny. We now continue as Jack and Kazba Kelly make their way through the crowded Medina, the old city of Tangier. Café of the One Bridge. You'll like this café. Come on, we'll sit in one of the back rooms. There's a stream that runs through. Hmm, I see why they call it the Café of the One Bridge. I doubt if many people know it has a bridge. Tourists, I mean. Minty? Sure, why not? Abu? Minty, too. Now, this map is fairly complete, far as maps of Morocco go. There's four mountain ranges that run through here. To the north, the rift runs like a wall along the Mediterranean. Hmm. You can see that geologically, the rift is an extension of the mountains of the Andalusia in the Spanish peninsula. Yeah, I see. And running right across the center of Morocco is the great ridge of the Middle, At <coughs> the Middle Atlas. Beyond Marrakesh here is the Grand Atlas, and beyond that, the Anti-Atlas and the Sahara running through right here. Yeah. Now, because of these mountains and the ruggedness of the Atlantic coast, it's always been a country hard to conquer and control. Some places, it's like stepping 2,000 years into the past. And there are still traces of the pre-Islamic religions, right? Well, they've simply been integrated into Islam. But here... And the Grand Atlas, 
Things can be raw and still are pretty wild. Hmm. Up to 10 years ago, there were Moroccans that never knew they were living in a country. I think it's a good place to begin. Tell me something, Kelly. Do you feel safe here in Morocco? I wouldn't live anywhere that I didn't feel safe. Ah, the mint tea. Thank you, Abu. This is the country's favorite drink. They're all hooked on the stuff. <laughs> I mean, why live somewhere when you don't feel safe? I don't feel safe in any American cities. Do you? No, I don't. But I really don't feel safe here either. Look, there's a festival taking place tomorrow and the next day right here in this area. Tomorrow's the full moon. Uh-uh. The day after. There'll be a number of excellent musicians. The music will go on all night, and if you like, I'll go with you. I plan to see it anyway. Yeah, that'd be great. Great. We can catch a flight from Tangier to Marrakesh, then take a bus into the mountains. It's really worth seeing. The music is incredible. Trance music? Some of it, yes. It's all hypnotic. Very sophisticated stuff. I'm certain you're going to enjoy it. Oh, we could leave tonight. Oh, no, no. I have a, uh, a dinner appointment with the Countess. You know, it's strange. I feel as though I've already had the dinner and have already talked about what we'll talk about. My sense of continuity has... I, I don't know, stripped its gears. Mm, you, you can break the appointment. Somehow I don't feel I can. Kelly, if we leave early tomorrow, that'll be all right, right? Sure, we'll have plenty of time. The flight from Tangier to Marrakesh is about an hour. Well, I'll sure be glad to get out of that hotel. Alive. What is it like in Marrakesh? Crazy. A lot of traffic, motorbikes, horse taxis. Uh, but the Medina is still pretty much cut off from the cars. You mean the old city? Yeah, the Medina, yeah. The boulevard's lined with orange trees. And there's a city ordinance that says they can't build buildings any higher than the tops of the palm trees. Date palms? Yeah, all over the place. The earth in Marrakesh is reddish, and so are all the buildings. But the new ones are made from poured concrete and then painted reddish. It's also a city that's spread out, spacious, larger than Tangier. A lot of great thick walls. And on the outskirts, you can see the Grand Atlas. Nice place. When are you leaving? Well, I was trying to get him out of here tonight. There's a flight to Marrakesh. But he insisted he had to keep a dinner appointment with La Contessa di Zazinia. Who is she? Uh, some old bag. Anyway, I guess we'll leave tomorrow sometime. I'd love to see Marrakesh. Do you mind if I come along? I, I can take care of myself. I wouldn't be any trouble. And I'd love to see the festival. Ah, you like milk or lemon in your tea? Lemon, thank you. I don't know if Morocco suits you, Jacques. You look tired, très fatigué. Oh, I like Morocco. But does Morocco like you? 
You must learn the proper action to put into operation so your environment may be more to your liking. Yeah, I really like this book. I point out to you that your environment is the result of your thought and action. Well, I know that, but what you I think... You and you alone are responsible for everything you enjoy and suffer in life. Oh, I don't know. Everything? Everyone has the power of mental precipitation and uses it every day, whether they are aware of it or not. What I say to you is, the things we think about most become those which enter our environment. Hmm, I see. If you choose to concentrate upon fear of disease or disaster, these things will come to pass. If you believe and expect life to bring you love, health, prosperity, these will manifest in your life. For such is the power of mental energy over our physical existence. I'm well aware of what it is you're saying, but I don't know why... I am not finished. If you wish your environment to improve, Jacques, merely uplift the quality of the thought upon which you concentrate. Hmm, yes, I see. Do you? Do you really understand that who you are today is the result of yesterday's Thinking. Uh-oh. That sounds familiar. Yes? I have telephone call for you, monsieur. You won't accept? Did they say who it was? It is young woman. Hmm. Okay, put her on. Lila. Oh, Jack, leave Tangier, please. I leave tomorrow. No, tonight, leave tonight. Leave now, quickly. No, tomorrow. I go to Marrakesh. No, 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 no. Do not go there. Leave Morocco. You go, please. I'm going to Marrakesh tomorrow. Lila, I've got to ask you something. What do you know about owls? Owls? Outside your hotel? Outside my window, yes. Quick. No, wait. Leave hotel. Run, Jack, run, please. You mean the whole thing's going to go this time? Yes, yes, quick, hurry, The whole hotel is collapsing. There it goes. Goodbye. Yikes. Let me out of here. Who's down there? Who is it? I tell you, Elmer Griff, fall down. Hey, quick. Don't get caught. Yeah, very, very funny. Well, I'm checking out. I make out your bill. Yeah, you do that. Yeah. Kelly, can we still catch the night flight to Marrakesh? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, but we'll have to step on it. Okay, I'll meet you at the airport. Okay, I'll be right there. We're leaving tonight. Right now. Now? But... From there, we'll fly direct to America. Leaving Casablanca to our right. The weather in Marrakesh is perfect. 
wind is almost calm and the temperature is 18 degrees, the sky is clear. Same with Agadir, temperature 17, no difference. And in fact, it's been beautiful weather here in Morocco for the last week or 10 days. When we get to Marrakesh, I shall... The moon is so powerful. It lights the whole country. It's almost like daylight down there. And the mountains look as though they've been hammered out of silver. What a magic country. The man who carries a water skin with holes in it, it leaks down his back. Mesdames et Messieurs, nous commençons notre descente vers l'aéroport de Marrakech-Ménard. Nous vous prions de bien vouloir attacher votre ceinture et redresser le dossier de votre siège. Merci. I suggest we all get a good night's sleep. Tomorrow we'll be up all night. All night? Sure, that's when they really get going. You'll hear the best music then. Can I safely assume we'll be staying at a better hotel than the last one I stayed at? Normally, Jack, hotels don't just cave in. Well, it was kind of gradual, a big chunk at a time, until last night when the whole bloody building gave way. It's strange. We'll stay at a solid old hotel in the old city, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, we are beginning our descent at the Marrakesh Mirai boat. We ask you to fasten your seatbelts and straighten the seatbelt of yours. Thank you. Let's see, uh, Jack's room's next to mine, and yours, Sonny, is at the end of the hall. The porter will show you. Will we have time to look around before we catch a bus for the mountains? Sure, sure. The bus leaves about one, so we can spend a couple of hours in the morning. I take it we'll see the cult of the snake charmers, right? Yep, you'll see it all. Tomorrow. Good night. Good night. See you in the morning.
I stood on the balcony and listened to the katydids and crickets and the music coming from somewhere out there in that maze of tiny streets and alleyways. It said that what you know of the world is directly proportional to what you know of yourself. They say that if you haven't descended into your own depths, you can't understand the depths of the outer world. You'll be hearing a lot of strange music in the next couple of days. And it's through this music you'll be getting a true sense of this land and the people. I hope you'll enjoy it. Good night. So this is the square, huh? Are those the storytellers? Some of them. Some are healers, others tell fortunes. Hmm. What's that? Oh my god, they're snakes. Cobras. I thought they kept them in baskets and they just poke their head out now and then. But here they're they're loose. Well, apparently the music keeps them in place. Yeah, it kind of gets creepy. Wow, did you just see the way that cobra took a swipe at that man? I imagine they've been bitten quite a number of times. Surely they take out the fangs or something. Oh, no, they're there. They may milk them so the poison isn't filled to the brim, but this is a cult of snake charmers who believe they're immune to the cobra's bite. Fascinating music. Yeah, the snakes find it fascinating, too. Oh, there's one thing I should mention. They may want to wind a cobra around your neck to show how controllable they are. You're kidding. No, they have a good sense of humor. The tourists provide them with as much entertainment as they do the tourists. Why would anyone allow a snake to be wrapped around their neck? Bravery, maybe. People often do, though. Anything ever happened? I know of a German fellow who allowed it once, and as the cobra tightened around his neck, he panicked and grabbed the snake. It caught him right about here, right in the jugular vein. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, you get bit in the neck and there's nothing you can do. He died instantly. Wow. Hey, look at those things. It's amazing the way they sway to the music. Sometimes three-fourths of their body is right up in the air. And the way that their necks fan out. You know, they're actually very beautiful creatures. Uh, I wouldn't care to rub noses. Can we move on? Sure thing. The souks are this way. I wonder what their eyes are like. How much more time do we have? Hmm. Well, we probably ought to be getting back to the hotel. We can catch some lunch and be on our way. Uh, if you don't mind, I think I'd like to stay here a little bit longer. Uh, well, we'll have time later when we come back. Right now, I think we better use the time for catching the come bus. Come on, there's plenty of time. There'll be plenty of time later on. It'd be a shame if you got lost in this maze and missed the festival. <sighs> I'm just playing it safe. Okay, okay. Back to the hotel. Sonny, listen. What? This Jack's a strange fellow. I've seen this country blow people's heads wide open. What are you saying? One of us is going to have to keep an eye on him at all times. You think so? 
He's getting weirder by the minute. I haven't noticed anything. Uh, just help me get him on the bus. You mean he's cracking up? I don't know. Christ, I hope not. Mojo? That's you, boss. Yeah, I'm calling from the hotel. How's Marrakesh, boss? Fine, fine. But our friend is getting stranger all the time. Which one's that, boss? Oh, c come on, Mojo. <laughs> I'm just fooling. How's the weather? Sunny skies? <laughs> oh, shut up, Mojo, will ya? On this end, I'm playing nursemaid, and you're yucking it up on the other end. <laughs> I have to see those eyes. Hmm? Oh, no, no, no thanks. No, I never touch this stuff. I meditate. Well, thanks anyway. <laughs> Come on, Mojo, cut it out. Did you check on that thing? What thing? You know, the hotel Jack stayed in. Ah, the Elmer Grave. I checked. She's still standing, boss. What? No balcony missing, no walls missing, everything fine shape. And two busloads of Bavarians just arrived. It's all Wiener Schnitzers and Oompas, boss. The place is jumping and there ain't no cracks nowhere. Yeah, I know where there's a few cracks. Where's that, boss? In Jack Flanders' head. There they are. What fantastic things. The way they sway back and forth and rise and fall with the music. Those eyes. Come closer. What is it? What do you want? Come closer. What do you want to say? Closer. Closer. I've seen your eyes. Who are you? Closer. Yes. Closer. See him riding on a bamboo cane, say to him, Good health to your horse.
He's a funny guy, this Jack Flanders. Those of you that have been following this story know that I first met him when he arrived in Tangier. He'd been investigating old stone circles, prehistoric sacred sites, like Stonehenge, and was following up some harebrained theory he had about magic. He figured there was a way, a vehicle as he called it, that would get him through the gates into a lost world where magic was controlled, channeled, and he figured there must be places in the world where these gates existed and Morocco might be one of them. For some reason, I said I'd help him. I didn't realize the guy was a complete kook. But when we arrived at Marrakesh on our way to a festival up in the mountains, it started to dawn on me. Here we were in the hotel about to catch the bus for the festival when Sunny Skies comes running up. Kelly, Kelly, he's gone. He's not in his room. Jack? Who else? Oh, great. I knew we'd miss that damn bus. Listen, there's some kind of commotion going on down there. Hmm. Maybe we can see it from the balcony. People are... people are gathering down there in the square. Yeah, something's going on. Well, let me get my binoculars. There are people running in from all over. You don't think Jack's down there? If he had any sense, he wouldn't be. You keep saying this place is safe. It isn't if you're arguing with a Moroccan and let a crowd gather around you. Why not? Because. Because what? Because it's dangerous. There. I have it in focus. Why is it dangerous? Because. Because what, damn it? Because any crowd takes on a mind of its own, tempers heat quickly, and they all carry knives. Oh, Jesus Christ. What do you see? I can't believe it. What are you seeing? Here, look for yourself. I can't see through these things. Adjust the focus. Here. Oh, that makes it worse. Then try adjusting it the other way. Damn it! Let go! I can do it! Well, then do it, then. Drop dead. Where is he? All I can see are windows. You're too high. That's the bus depot on the other side of the square. There's no depth in these things. There he is. I can't watch. Is he really? Apparently. I wonder who his next of kin is. He's actually kissing those cobras? On the mouth, yeah. The Moroccans seem to enjoy it. Yeah, I'm sure they do. They've got a great sense of humor. Here, take these. What's happening now? I think he's a hero. Really? Yeah, he's left the snakes and he's coming this way. They're all congratulating him. He didn't get bit then? No, I guess he didn't. He doesn't have any snakes with him. I don't think so. Come on, grab your bags. I'll get his. We can still catch that bus. <laughs> You're really an efficient, cold-blooded person. Come on. Let's get him out of here. What made you do that awful thing? I don't know. It just seemed like a good idea at the time. You really are off your rocker. Yeah, I know. Hurry up, that's our bus.
We didn't say any more about it. I keep telling you this is a strange place that does weird things to your head. So we traveled in silence. The land here is totally flat, absolutely flat. Red desert, gravel, sand, rocks, all reddish. Scrub brush. A clump of date palms here and there, and then bang! The flatness ends, and there we are, into the Grand Atlas Mountains. About three hours later, we arrived. You feel okay? I won't be a problem, Kelly. That's what you're really asking. Okay, okay. Now there's some tent set up down there. Let's go eat something. This valley, the oval shape, is very interesting. Casbah Kelly's. Hello? Mojo Sam's the man speaking, ma'am. I am Catherine Juliette Beatrice Maria La Comtesse de Zazinia. Hello? Where are you there? Uh, I think I got lost somewhere between Beatrice and Maria, but I'm here. Do you know the whereabouts of Monsieur Jacques Flanders? He's in Marrakesh, ma'am. Ah, you know the hotel? El Muniria. Ah. But I don't think you can reach him. They are defestible by now. One day you may be able to project through the telephone. Huh? The mental screen you project upon the wall for your parrots and your monkeys. Well, that's pretty good. If we get separated, we can always meet back here. I'll never be able to remember this tent. Well, there's a cork tree over there. That's a good marker. The music, it's so primitive. But it's really very sophisticated. Come on, let's get closer. Listen, I want to ask you something. That girl, Lila Ulupi... Lila Ulupi. Jack says you introduced her to him. I never meet her. Hmm. Strange. I have a dream about a girl called Lila. But no, she only in my dream. Well, I guess somebody's dreaming. You say they go on like this all night? Yeah, that's when they really get into it. I don't know if I can take that much. It's, it's so repetitious. The changes are very subtle. Just let it flow over you. He's right. You can't battle against it and expect to win. I'm not battling against anything. Not much. Don't you find the drums too loud? Oh, no. I love the abandonment of these people. The way the music just, just takes them over. You know, it must be something to experience for once, just to let it go. Just let it all go. Let what go? Who we think we are. That image of ourselves that's our own creation. Let that go. Wouldn't it be nice? I don't know what you mean. Who I think I am. Just let that go. Oh, you shouldn't let that go. I have to. I have to. It's it's choking me. 
But if you don't have any sense of who you are... Don't you see, if I didn't have any sense of who I am, then maybe I could finally be who I am. I don't know. I, I just think you have to have some image of yourself. I mean, it changes, certainly. But you'll always have an image. Yeah. And one day it'll crack and fall away. And who I really am will be standing there. This, this place is suffocating. This, this music could drive you nuts. Yeah. They're so barbarian. Yeah, just like little children. It's a wonder these people still exist. Thank God for civilization. We've lost it forever. Good. I'm glad. Oh, let it go. Just, just let it fall away. Don't hold it back. Open up your heart. Surrender to it. Let it come in.
Watt from Pedro Show. That was Brother Dale with Buffalo Charge. The band 14 Buffalo. Oh, it's, it doesn't say that. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 14 Buffalo with Buffalo Charge. Or I didn't know, I guess. Sorry about that. But you're, it's your band, right? Well, yeah, it's it's all our band. We just go in the studio and create, you know. And these guys live all over the country. It's about the only way we could stand each other, I think. <laughs> Get together once a year and you know, remember the stuff we didn't like and split up. <laughs> I got some bands where we don't practice, we just play. Just play. It's fun. Last week with uh, Peter and Perk, Hellride's guy. Like yeah, that. yeah. It's probably one of the better ones I did with him. I was so beat from playing the skate park benefit that I just went all out. Uh-huh. So it's riskier as far as clams, but get you through stuff like that yeah uh, before uh, Buffalo Charge we had uh, Crowbar by the Jaggernauts from Indiana Indianapolis I, I think I do believe I was telling the Brother Matt story about <laughs> playing there uh, last up, tour in the Indianapolis he got arrested. He uh, got a little heavy after the gig, I guess, with drinking and fighting with the people at work there. And he's, I'm loading the boat, and he's on the 
sidewalk handcuffed. I felt so bad for him. It's like, yeah, Mike. <laughs> so, hope it's better for him. Uh, pretty good uh, disc he uh, sent me. Jaggernauts, Indiana. And uh, we started with part C, the third part of Moon Over Morocco. Jack's trips out Morocco way. <laughs> uh, we got something else here from you, uh, Brother Dale. Something called No Man's Land. Oh, you want to tell us something about that? Oh gosh, I didn't even know you were going to play that. Um, uh, that was a song I wrote back maybe five years ago with a band that I had called uh, Uncle Dale and the Robotos, and then they just became the Robotos. I felt like I didn't need to have my name all over everything. And so the the song is just reflection of, you know, living in L.A. And <laughs> you know, okay, for all you, you see. people who do live here and <laughs> yeah. don't, here's Brother Dale's take on it. I hope it, it doesn't discourage you from show. coming. <laughs> that you can't control get 
inside you don't know how to let it go force-fed opinions from a garbage can seems like someone's always messing up the best plan moment of truth comes without a trace a reflection of something always hard to face put down your god don't be so paranoid let some love back into what you thought was destroyed let some love back into what you thought was destroyed let some love back into what you thought was destroyed let some love back into what you thought was destroyed let some love back into what you thought was destroyed let some love back into what you thought was destroyed let some love back into what you thought was destroyed let some love back into what you thought was destroyed from Pedro show as brother Dale yeah cool older piece in that was kind of live in the studio that was actually without overdub or anything too yeah. oh wow so I mean <laughs> <laughs> oh very good what's it, going home uh no man's land no man's land <laughs> you almost forgot going home <laughs> that's how it's, 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 yeah it's going home <laughs> yeah we're you ever on see that Woodstock movie oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. It's funny because you can actually. So I saw somebody do this where they they edited that that rambly starts going, and then they go to Elvis, and when he was out, Fetterman down and did the same thing. It's like there's a trend here, you know. Well, that does it for November 11, 2005 edition of Watt for Pedro show. Brother Dale, thank you so much for oh, yeah, coming nice on aboard. My pleasure, man. Believe me. Yeah, By the way, we had a righteous you. tall ship in the harbor from Ecuador. The All right. 200 footer per year. Really? Yeah, huge. huge. Three master. Awesome. Beautiful. Oh, I got to go see that. Is it still there? Shots. No, uh, she left yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was no, I'll look at you. Anyway, pictures. next show, next week.
Cool, yeah. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>